you want to learn how to get healthy, perform at your best, and create body composition changes that last, in this podcast, we're going to talk about all things fitness, nutrition, health, and mindset. You're going to learn how to create real results, and most importantly, how to maintain those results in the long run. I'm Johan Festers. I'm Christine Dali. And you're listening to Talking Nutrition. Welcome back to Talking Nutrition. We are going to touch on smart ways to maintain muscle mass and performance while cutting today. And Johan is going to talk a little bit about context before we jump into things. Awesome. Thank you. I think it's very important, right? Because on this podcast, to the listener, like we can't coach you on a podcast, right? We don't know anything really about your lifestyle, uh, nutrition, goals, training, uh, you know, weight, height, etc., all that stuff. So I want to emphasize the importance of context. And this question we got actually in our Q&A box, but I figured let's do a full episode on it just because it's something we can really dive a little bit deeper into and really break down. So I do want to explain a little bit more um, who's asking this question, right? So basically they asked me, Hey, how can I maintain as much muscle as possible and keep my performance up while cutting? So to give you a little bit of context, so this person is very much into CrossFit. She's very active at the gym. She's also a CrossFit coach. She works out a lot, uh, but she wants to lose a little bit of weight to help with like the body weight movements, etc. Now, she also wants to keep her strength up, right? Hold on to muscle because then she doesn't want to suffer in terms of weightlifting. So this is someone who's already, I'd say, quite lean. She wants to lose a little bit of weight. So this is going to be much different compared to someone who wants to lose, let's say, 10 kilos. So just wanted to emphasize that this person is already very much into training. And what it's going to be for you will really depend on your fitness level, your, you know, how much muscle you have, body fat percentage, etc. And to be honest, too, like not a lot of people that we work with really go to super low body fat percentages, which is when it actually gets more risky. So the lower fat percentage we get, the higher the risk of muscle loss will be. Right, exactly. Um, the issue with performance and fat loss is that they don't go hand in hand, right? Like you're focusing on performance, we shouldn't necessarily be too worried about body fat percentage. Like, I guess there's a, a point there where like, there could be CrossFit athletes that want to lose a little bit of body fat percentage to improve their gymnastics, but then you have to be careful because then you run the risk of losing strength. Right. And this is something I'm always talking to about, um, talking with about what, Oh my gosh, talking to my clients about who are more on the performance side of things. So the issue when it comes to performance and fat loss is that they require the opposite. So performance typically requires you to be eating a lot of food at maintenance or in a surplus. And a fat loss phase is going to require you to be in a calorie deficit. And a calorie deficit can impact performance negatively. So the approach becomes really important here. And 
when we're talking about an athlete going into a calorie deficit, we have to understand that we might run into performance dips for a period of time, or we might have to lower training volume because of the stress, because we're trying to manage stress, right? So let's dive a little bit deeper into what that process might look like for someone who's performance-based, but wants to lose a little bit of body fat. So it's also really about getting into this with the right expectations, right? Knowing, okay, cool, what you just mentioned, I will lose a little bit of my performance. I'll get it back, but right now, in the short term, that's actually not going to be the, the main focus or the priority, right? Now, in this case, it's fat loss. I was going to say weight loss, fat loss. <laughs> so being aware of that, and this also means that you need to align this with your season, right? I was just now, going to talk on that. <laughs> <laughs> because if you have competitions coming up, or maybe whether that's a local competition or even like a higher level competition, you probably don't want to be in a deficit when you're on the floor, you know? And this also goes for the open or here in Norway, we have like a functional fitness uh, competition, which is getting pretty big now, actually, nationally. And same thing. Last year, I forgot how it was this year. They had it back to back. So they had okay. the CrossFit open right into the other one. Or it was the other way around. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So it was like two back to back where... You know, you can imagine if both are like four weeks long, that's pretty taxing. Mm -hmm. That's basically two months of going hard. That's why you want to fuel, eat a whole lot, sleep a whole lot, and you want to be at your best. Calorie deficit doesn't allow you to be at your best. A lot of stress on the system yeah. with CrossFit and less food. Yeah. being in a catabolic state it's it's risky business in my opinion yeah yeah well you're speaking from experience too. Mm -hmm. sure i am <laughs> but just make sure what i'm trying to say is like don't diet when you're expecting to get a pr uh, or you're testing for whatever or it's the open or any other sport really it doesn't have to be crossfit specific All right. so make sure to plan your year because that trade-off is one that you're going to have to make at least if you first want to effectively lose body fat and then switch back to the performance again, because you will lose a little bit of performance, but you'll get it back. Yep. Um, the, the next thing I want to touch on is, um, so the approach essentially with someone who's performance-based, we kind of want to, get in and get out. We don't want to be hanging around in a deficit for a long period of time. So again, this is why context is so important because this approach might be different for someone who isn't performance-based, right? So someone who's in CrossFit, me and Johan both agree that we would take a more of an aggressive approach. Um, so shorter time period, we're dropping calories quicker. Um, that way, the stress, we're not stressing the system for a long period of time, right? So that might look like 15, 20, 25% deficit right off the top, you know, staying in that cut for like, how long? Six to eight weeks, maybe, 
like around there, I would say maybe eight weeks. I mean, that's still a short period of time. Um, but again, you're managing that overall stress that way. We're not stressing the system for too, too long. I totally agree because the longer we diet, uh, the worse we're going to be off in terms of adaptations, performance or loss of performance, I should say, and, and risking, you know, losing muscle mass. So altogether, it's kind of like, let's just get it done. You know, let's get it over with. Let's maybe not go too aggressive. Remember the, the rates that we talked about earlier in another episode uh, where it's like maybe the 1%. Okay, cool. Let's maybe not go beyond that. And depending on the person, we might look into that rate or not. But let's go hard. Let's get in, get out just to make sure that we don't give the metabolism too much time to slow down. Right. And additionally, it's all time that you're not spending building muscle. So the longer you're in a deficit, the less time you're spending eating enough, actually facilitating muscle growth, or at least, you know, maintaining what you have. And so also, you know, being able to really chase performance again. So that's right. why I totally agree. I think we should get out basically as soon as possible, right? Without going too aggressive. So you see, there's a fine line here. I know. That's why having Context. a coach is so helpful. <laughs> We're biased, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next thing is to keep protein high. I mean, this goes for everyone across the board, to be honest with you. Um, it's going to help simply maintain that muscle. It's going to give you the materials to do so. Protein literally plays into every cell and tissue in our body. And so we need to be getting an adequate amount, um, with athletes or performance based individuals. I typically recommend like one gram or one to 1.2, 1.4 grams per pound of body weight, um, again, someone who is leaner is going to need a little bit more, I'd say a lot more than someone who has more body fat to lose. So we want to keep that protein high. It's also going to help with satiety and fullness, right? Managing that hunger. And keeping protein high, as you said, is not even just important in a cut. We actually want to bring it up a little, but other mm -hmm. than that, we don't necessarily want to mess with it too much anyway compared to maintaining or bulking right it's it's going to always be the priority in terms of macros and then unfortunately where we're going to have to make the adjustments are going to be your carbs and your fats now knowing that this person once again context so this person is doing a lot of crossfit a lot of training a lot of stress on the body she wants to maintain performance as much as possible as well as maintenance carbohydrate is going to be a priority for her why is that? Carbs, first of all, are your preferred fuel source, especially for that high-intensity sport like CrossFit. But it's also going to play a huge role in shutting off cortisol, like after training. Because when you eat carbs, we spike insulin, which then can blunt cortisol and kind of bring you out of that stress state, which is also very important. So you can see that, okay, we got protein, carbs are priority, and then what's left are fats. Now, you don't want to completely take out your fats, but you can go pretty low. So I can't really give you an exact prescription here when it comes to your macros, right? 
But remember, protein is going to be priority, then carbohydrate for you know performance, also recovery, and FS are a little bit less of a priority. But here also context matters. Uh, we don't necessarily know how much this would be. So we so we can't necessarily say like these should be your macros. But just be aware that carbs are going to be a little bit more important here compared to fats. Exactly. Um, and then we have here like keep lifting weights, but we know that CrossFit people are going to keep lifting weights. They're going to keep <laughs> doing exactly what they're doing. Um, talking a little bit about potentially lowering volume a little bit, um, just based on how you feel. I mean, that can help again. We have to remember it's temporary. Um, and we can increase volume intensity again once we're out of the deficit, but we're trying to manage some of that stress. So that can be based on how you're feeling for sure. Um, some people respond better, you know, to deficits and stress, others don't. So again, that's going to be very individualized, um, on the training side of things. And like, for me, um, I actually never dieted when I was in CrossFit never on purpose. Uh, I under ate just because I didn't have the knowledge. Um, but once I had a nutrition coach who was feeding me and I had, a, uh, my actual CrossFit coach, those two were interacting. So if this is you, that's really important to make sure that like your nutrition coach and your actual coach know what's happening um, so they can adjust if needed, right? Even if like you potentially need a refeed day or like something like that, but it's really important for you to be communicating and not trying to just be tough and push through feeling like shit. Like it's, it, you just, you don't want to do that. So if you're in the cut and you're feeling like super fatigued you know, you're really seeing performance hit, make sure that you're communicating that with your nutrition coach, also your regular coach, and potentially they'll add something in like a refeed, which can help for the time being, you know, um, this is kind of going off of what we had planned, but I'm thinking back to my own experience. Um, it's just really important to be open and be transparent about how you're feeling and communicate it's only going to benefit you, right? A, a lot of the time CrossFitters try to be tough, right? They're, they're, they are tough. They are tough. I should say they're not, they're not trying to be tough, but they'll push through things, right? Injuries feeling like crap, right? So yeah, I, I just want to emphasize communication, you know, with yeah, your coach, totally. if you do have one, right? If you don't, I mean, can't yeah. really communicate. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, because like this person, she's a coach too, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh so mostly on the training side of things. Hey, coaches need coaches too. Oh, oh yeah. That's, for sure. That's why you have a coach. That's why I have a coach. That's mm -hmm. why we both have mentors and spend a lot of fucking money <laughs> on yes. that stuff, you know? Yeah. Because even if it's just for the accountability, and once again, like we're super biased because we are coaches. Mm-hmm. But we also believe in this shit. Yeah, because we know it works. And we're all emotional beings. And we often make those decisions based on like feelings and shit, you know? And not always on logic. Right. So I think there's something to be said about just the accountability side of things. And right. 
having someone to keep you in check. So I'm not going to lie, like I'm in week 17 of my cut. It's getting hard now, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. You but know? you have that accountability. Yeah, you know? And macros are pretty low. And I'm definitely feeling it. Mm-hmm. So the accountability definitely helps a whole lot. Right. I also feel like a lot of people are expecting the risk of muscle loss to be super high, right? It's like as low, as soon as we go beyond that 1%, we're fucked. Like it's probably not going to be too bad. You know, you really have to push it and you already have to be very lean to really risk quite a bit, you know, or I should say, and, or, so either be super lean and, or really push it in terms of being in a deep deficit for too long. Yeah, for too long. That's the problem. Deep and too long. Yeah. So if you don't push it too far, you should probably be fine. And then if you keep training as well, because I mean, I know she's going to keep training because she loves it. But the amount of training that you need to do to hold on to the muscle that you have is much less than what it takes to build it initially. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's even, you know, down to a third or less. Right. In terms of volume. So in this case, I wouldn't necessarily worry too much about the muscle loss. You know, assuming that sleep is taken care of, but we'll get into that in a sec. And then when it comes to training, you know, performance, yeah, you'll see a bit of a drop, but you'll get that back. Um, I think the last point here is prioritizing sleep. This is like the foundation to our health in general for all things. So that is, I would say the most important of them all, to be honest with you. If it's, if you're asking my opinion, um, that's where all of our repairing is happening, right? That's where we're recovering. If we're not getting enough, if we're not recovering, we're going to increase the risk of that muscle loss. Plus we're just simply increasing more stress on the body. And again, we're trying to trying to manage that as much as possible. So Sleep is definitely at the top of the priority list. And not just in this case, in in every case, whether you have fat loss goals, performance, health, muscle gain, you name it. Yeah, it's the cornerstone to our health. Yeah. It really is. Because if you sleep like shit, a lot of other stuff is also going to suffer. If you sleep great, pretty much everything is going to be much easier decision-making, you know, motivation, uh, actually wanting to train, work out, make healthy food choices. Sleep is going to affect hunger hormones, satiety hormones, your hormones in general, like not just those, you know? Right. And then, and then sleep is even going to affect how much muscle you lose compared to how much fat you lose. So remember, we talked about fat loss versus weight loss in the second episode. Now, this is exactly what I mean. So there's a really cool study that compared two groups where one group was only allowed to spend five and a half hours in bed. The other group, eight hours. They compared the data and the group who was in bed for five and a half hours lost way more muscle mass. The funny thing is that they lost the exact same amount of weight in terms of kilos, but not in terms of fat loss and muscle. So even there, you could have everything dialed in, but sleep like shit and still risk losing muscle. So out of all of these, and I totally agree with you, out of all of these, 
sleep is probably going to be the number one priority, which should really be the case anyway. Right. Typically, athletes are pretty good about that, though. I think so, because, and especially in CrossFit, too, because we're getting into, you know, apps like Romwa to do a little bit more of the, the stretching and the recovery side of things. Right. And we tend to be, or, you know, CrossFit in general tend to be more kind of like into it, like in, into the whole thing, right? Not just the performance side of things, but also recovery and just diving a little deeper in terms of sleep, you know, nutrition, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, let's summarize this and go through each point that we touched on. So the first one was not dieting for too long and not going too aggressive. So dieting too long and going too aggressive. We want to diet for a shorter amount of time. You can still go a little bit more aggressive here, right? We just don't want that prolonged stress on the system. Uh, second thing was to keep protein high. So we recommend body weight or 1.2 to 1.4 grams per pound of body weight, keeping carbohydrates high as well. And then lastly, keep training, which I know in this case is not going to be an issue. So you want to keep lifting weights. You basically want to send a signal to your body of, hey, we still need to hold on to these muscles, right? There's still a use for them. That's all we got to do. We're not trying to say hey, we need to build new muscle because it's just not the ideal environment for it. Even though sometimes we can still build muscle, even in deficit, it's just not very likely. But keep training to send that signal. And once again, it's much easier for your body to hold on to the muscle that you do have already than to build it. Last point, very important for any kind of goal, any health and fitness goal, and that is sleeping enough. Ideally, when you train a lot, I would say let's try to aim for, you know, seven, eight hours. Like eight would be great, but hey, let's be realistic. Like that's not always the case these days. Um, I wouldn't really go lower than seven, right? Like six, eh, once a week, you know, preferably not at all. But, you know, try to emphasize recovery because the recovering that you do is when you're asleep. It's not at the gym. It's when you're asleep you try to aim for seven to eight and you should be pretty good i'd say boom those mm. are our tips hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll talk to you soon thank you for listening if you want to help us grow the show please make sure to leave us a five-star rating or share this episode on your instagram stories now if at any point you feel like you need more help you can always reach out to christine or myself directly via any of the links in our show notes because we're here to help thanks again and i'll talk to you in the next episode